Mistaken Identity is headed to the Dominican Republic on the new carnival celebration in January of 2023, thanks to MEI Travel and Mouse Fan Travel. Whether you're looking to book a cruise, visit Walt Disney World, or spend some time on a private resort in a remote location around the world, MEI Travel is for you. Frank and Jordan are scheduled to set sail on January 3rd for seven nights on Carnival's newest ship, set to debut this November. And if that sounds like the type of thing you're interested in, MEI Travel has plenty of accommodations to fit all your travel desires. Contact Brock Taylor for all of your travel needs and to determine the best deals for you at mistakenidentitymedia at gmail.com. To so many people, you know, lifelong uh, Cubs fans, it's our happy place. It doesn't feel like a year without going to Wrigley Field, and you guys are amazing at what you do. And that's the thing, is that the Wrigley employees are always so helpful. They go beyond. When you see the same faces year after year after year in the same sections, it makes you feel, it all feels like family that you're going to a place like it's a little family reunion. Every family member and friend who comes to that I take to a Cubs game or I take on a Wrigley Field tour because there's nothing better to do than be in Chicago and you all made that possible. Like I said, these are not just employees in my opinion, they're like family. I've brought people from all over the world, all over the country, people that don't like baseball, they love Wrigley Field. And we have you guys to thank for that. Welcome to Mistaken Identity Beyond the Ballpark, now part of the Unconfined Network. We explore the fascinating personal lives of the people inside Chicago's most iconic sports venue, Wrigley Field. Our podcast will take you on an amazing journey, introducing you to some incredible people that we've met along the way. We'll discuss hot topics, play a few games, and just try to have an overall good time. There'll be plenty of surprises along the way, so stick with us to see where our journey heads next. But for now, kick back, relax, and enjoy the latest episode of Mistaken Identity Beyond the Ballpark. All right, so welcome to another episode of Mistaken Identity Beyond the Ballpark. And uh, so I'm here with the newest uh, supervisor of the Cubs, uh, Premier, uh, the youngest on their team, probably our team too, uh, Luis Suarez. What's up? How we doing? How we doing, Frank? How we doing today? I'm great. Now, first of all, let's go with your first name because I'm sure people will say, is it Luis? Is it Luis, the way it's spelled? And then you got the last name, Suarez, there. So tell us about your first name, the spelling of it, the issues you have with it, maybe. Tell me about that. Yeah, so a lot of people do ask me, in fact, is it Luis, Luis? Um, it is spelled, it's Luis. That's how we pronounce it. Um, Dad calls me Lou. Dad's family, dad's friends. Little Lou, because he's a, the senior, I'm the junior. However, I'm a little bit bigger than my dad now. So I became Big Lou. He's Little Lou now. Um, and it's Suarez, yeah, Suarez. Um, you know, I am half Mexican, so that's where like the the confusion comes in. People hear that name, and they also get confused uh, with the shark. If you watch uh, soccer, yeah. um, Luis Suarez, he plays the the ear biter, so to speak. And so a lot of people, yeah, they mix that up a little bit. 
So I'm a junior too. So my family, whenever whenever we get together, nobody calls me Frank. They either call me Junior or when I was a little June Bug, which I hated, but we got this gone now. But uh they all they just call me Junior. Nobody calls me Frank in my family. The only people that call me Frank are at like Rigby Field, but I'm a junior too. So uh oh little junior, yes, little junior. I get little junior a lot. So I can okay. I hear his name, yes. I, I, now I'm not taller than my dad though, so it hasn't changed, it's still the same. Um <laughs> I'm still a little junior. <laughs> So is it Frank the second, Frank the third, what it, or just Frank the second? It's the fourth. Oh wow, okay. Uh, yeah, so the pressure's on. Yes, <laughs> but um, but let's so let's talk about your um, childhood. Tell me about you know you as a kid, smart kid, bad kid, good kid, athletic kid. Tell me about you growing up as a child. Tell me. Oh man, that's rough. We're gonna expose me out here today, huh? <laughs> yes. uh, so I, I grew up on the south side my whole life. Uh, grew up in the back of the yards, um, right off like 45th Polina, 45th Wolcott for a little bit. A um, little bit rougher neighborhood, so my friends are a little bit different then. Um, you know, we had different type of fun, you know, any other kid would do, you know, ding dong ditch and so to speak. Um, just messing around with the neighbors here and there. Nothing bad, nothing ever like, you know, life threatening, so to speak, but you know, we messed around, um, ended up moving out of there, you know, safety reasons, not too, um, too good of an area, so to speak, kind of scary. So, uh, in a sense, uh, moved to Midway Gage Parkish area, another group of friends, still a little, you know, had our, our different type of fun. Um, but it was also very sports related. We play basketball, um, you know, baseball on the street, football on the street, you know, everything we could, you know, we were, we were very, um, athletic kids. You know, all of us were in sports, whether it was together in, you know, different schools, because we don't go to the same school. Uh, well, they did. You know, they went to Sandoval, which is on the south side, and I went to uh, St. Nick's. And I was kind of just a Catholic school kid up until mm, about, like, sophomore year or so. And then I transferred, went to Hancock. Um, and I went from there. So, overall, I mean, I, I like to say I was an okay kid, you know, good-hearted, okay, you know. Now, um, but now let me ask you a question though, because when I met you, uh, I met you at a ice skating ring. You were ice skating, and I don't know anybody from over there on the side of town that has a hobby ice skate. So uh, I'm trying to figure out where the ice skating connection came in. Were, were you a kid when you first started ice skating? Did it happen recently? Uh, tell me about that, the ice skating situation. Uh, while I plug my computer in, tell me about ice skating. Okay, so fun fact. Uh, when I first skated ever, I was a little kid. Um, first of all, I used to be overweight as a child. Um, very big. First time I went skating, um, got my toe stepped on by a skate, got onto the ice, fell. I hated it. Uh, when I was about 18, 19, went on to Craigslist, actually, looking for jobs. Um, applied in an ice rink in the McKinley Park area. Months later, they called me up. I got the job. They said I didn't need to learn how to skate or anything like that. So first couple months skating or uh, working there, I didn't know how to skate. Um, I ended up getting on maybe with like a month left of work. Fell a lot because we were using rentals, butter knives. Um, but I enjoyed it. So I got better, got my own pair of skates, and I just improved over the years. And I kept working at the McKinley Park ice rink um, until about maybe... 2016 2017 when rink management my company um that i work for they took over the gallagher way ice rink 
um, was a manager there, um, taught learn to skate, drove Zamboni, uh, and I just enjoyed it all the way around. And I became general manager as of past year. So we're the ones that build it, manage it, tear it down at the end of the season. So when you see Gallagher Way all filled up with paint chips or water or blocks of ice, that's me, me and my crew. So did so did your introduction to Wrigley Field come from the skate ice skating um, company, or did you or were you already at Wrigley Field first? So I uh, I worked at Wrigley. We start again. We started in 2016, 2017. I always mix those years up uh, with the ice rink. I met a couple of different employees that suggested me to work for Wrigley. Um, so I applied with the Cubs. I worked in parking for a year in 2017. Um, didn't come back the next year. I didn't come back until 2021. That's when I was in premier services. Um, and then 2022, we're here now as a supervisor. <laughs> that is probably the most unique story I've ever heard of anybody <laughs> like parking or ice skating brought you over. Then you went to parking, then you didn't work at all. Then you came back to premier like that. That's a really interesting story. Way better than my story. Uh, that's a pretty interesting. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> Don't say that. Simple. Mine is, I, started, I came in 94 and as an usher and whatever, but yours is a very, very, very good story. Now, tell me, tell me, I am, I'm a person that looks at the, I work at, you know, gotta go in the winter. I see people ice skating. I'm thinking to myself, no way, no how. What, what is the secret that people who are like me, who are like, there's no way I can do this or pull this off. What, what, what is your suggestion? What is the secret to being able to ice skate without, Humiliating yourself. Mm, mm, there's none, man. You got to get on there ready to, ready to eat it. You really got to get on there ready to fall. Uh, so I, my best suggestion is to pe people, uh, you know, keep your knees bent, center of gravity low, lean forward. If you're gonna fall, fall forward because you know what? You rather you rather be able to block your face than hit the back of your head. And when all else fails, grab the rail. You know, right. <laughs> um, so for a little. And we got the penguins, so they use little push penguins yeah. to kind of support them. But you, you got to accept it. You got to accept the the possibility of um, falling on your butt, so to speak. But are there are there any similarities to roller skating? Any at all? Uh, so I've never skated inline. Um, I've tried when I got I was good at ice skating. I tried going um, on the south side. Uh, so I have like 79th in Harlem, Fleetwood, I think it's called. Um, I went over there on the the ones with the four wheels, um, and I was horrible. I didn't fall, but I tried doing all the same tricks that I do at ice skating, and no luck, no luck at all. I was I was miserable, and I was very upset about it because I tend to be good at most things I do. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, now that's how I met you, of course, and now uh, I was introduced to you fully um through sharon and the bears game now i want to get on sharon for a minute. i love sharon to death sharon has uh something one thing about sharon that i like is and you may notice that you may not notice this at all but people of color especially black people our mothers have this look when we were a kid and they can give us and this look means you better sit down or you're going to be in trouble when we get home so sharon has always had that look i don't know if she even knows it but <laughs> sharon has that that mother look that you can get and then I, I've seen it even with fans. Like, you know, Sharon had that look with fans. Uh, but how awesome is Sharon, though? Mama Sharon is the literal goat. Um, I will say that. Um, 
not just as a person in terms of like, you know, loving and caring for people um, because she does, you know, she took good care of me. She always made sure, you know, even at the ice rink, she made sure staff ate, you know, she brought chili one day. She thought it was going to be horrible. We loved it. Um, she brought, wait, 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 hold on. So she made some chili that she thought was going to be very, very bad and still brought it. That's, that, that's Sarah. Like that. That's cool. <laughs> it was absolute gas. Like I loved it. I, I probably sat in the back for much longer than my break was supposed to be quite frankly, and just dogged out, you know, and it wasn't even just chili. It was chili. It was spaghetti, um, sloppy Joe at some point. Yeah. Mama Sharon balled out for us in that sense. Like she took care of us. Um, but besides that, you know, she she's kind of, you know, took the, you know, I, in a sense, I feel like me and her are close. So she took that away in order for her to also mentor me. You know, she knows how to pick and choose that 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 side, you know, because there are ter- certain times where I need to get my head straight. Again, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a hard-headed kid um, who thinks he knows everything and anything. So sometimes I need someone to, you know, tell me to sit down, shut up, and listen. And uh, in a sense, she's done that. You know, she's kind of molded me. I've walked. I've watched the way she's de-escalated situations between fans, and uh, it. You know, I've kind of like took notes on it. You know, how do I approach people who are drunk, um, disrespectful, and how do I turn that around? Sometimes it doesn't go well, and you know, things have to go another route in terms of you know getting them out of somewhere. Um, but most times, it's it works to the point where we just calm the person down and we go from there. Uh, writing this down here that Sharon can make spaghetti. She can make chili. I'm just, this is for future reference. I need to know I'm writing this thing down. So now that I know what to ask. Uh-huh. But I need her to. <laughs> uh, so tell me, tell me what it was like. What was it like to be, uh, to get the announcements? And then I'm going to talk about this one work thing and we're done with that. But, what was it like to get the announcement that you were about to be a supervisor with the Cub? What was, what was that feeling like when you found out that you were about to become one? Um, it was great, honestly. It was, it was. I don't want to say surprising because I don't feel like I, I was entitled to it, but I just feel like going from general manager to the supervisor in the Cubs, it's a, it, it's gonna maybe sound a little bit disrespectful, but like almost like a no brainer, you know. Like I, the, the, the rink I hired, I interviewed, I staffed, I scheduled, you know, so going into supervising, um, it was a whole different role. I'm, I'll tell you this, it's a whole nother ballpark, quite literally. Um, but it, it was great. It was nice to hear. I, I was a little nervous, like wondering if I'd get it or not. Um, but for them to call me and say, hey, you know, we're, you know, we're extending you the offer. Um, we'd like for you to join us. We see you as great. It, it just, it's nice to hear that appraisal. Um, from the team and within the Cubs. So, you know, I, I had, I, I was excited. I was very much excited because I, I kind of had the feeling I'd be in the 1914 and uh, not so much bear room, but I guess I'm both now. So it, it was, it was awesome. Yeah. So like I said, I, I met you at the skating rink through Sharon and you went to the Bears game. We had a good time at the Bears game. So um, I was already talking to you, phone number exchange and everything like that. So uh, when I heard right from the Cubs, who the Super Bars are going to be, and I saw your name on there, I think I messaged you. I think I was probably more excited than you were. <laughs> uh, but here's somebody that I, that I na- <laughs> just met. It was now a supervisor too. Um, I forgot what I messaged you, but I was like ecstatic. Like, oh my God, I cannot believe this is actually happening. So uh, I was happy for you. Now, let's pull it back a little bit. 
Are you even a Cubs fan? You're okay. in the South Side of Chicago. I mean, isn't that White Sox territory? Like, you know, what's going on? What's up with that? Um, so growing up, I eh, I went for the Sox a little bit because most of my friends did. So it was like the the bullying aspect of it, right? You know, um, and maybe not bullying. That's a little bit harsh of a word because it wasn't that serious. But you know, it was like the peer pressure, so to speak. It's just you know, they're they're Sox fans, so I had to be a Sox fan. Um, but at, growing up, I I seen the one thing that always touched me the most was my pops. Um, and he was a, a Cubs fan, you no know, giant Cubs fan. And I it seen, you know, going to the like Crosstown Classics growing up, rooting for the Sox while he was going for the Cubs. I know it didn't do the worst for him, but I know it would have made me a lot, you know, it would have made him a lot happier if I was Cubs. So from there on, I started rooting Cubs more um, just to make him more or less happy. Because, uh, you know, it, it's, it's my pops, you know. I'm always going to rock whatever he was rocking with. So... You know, from there on out, we started going to more Cubs games together. Um, my first Cubs game I actually went to with him, I had a uh, fractured ankle. And oh, I was wow. walking through the state on, a, <laughs> on crutches. It's kind of funny. Hey, guys. Joe Flaherty again, and I'm excited to tell you about one of our newest partners, Athletic Greens. Having been involved in the health and fitness space for over a decade, I've heard a lot of great things about their AG1 formula, from the taste to the quality of ingredients and the comprehensive nature of the product itself. So after they reached out to partner with us, I did a little bit more digging and I was blown away by what I found. So you might be asking, what exactly is this stuff anyways? Well, AG1 is a blend of 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to support nearly every system in the body. One serving a day benefits your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy levels, recovery ability, Pretty much any process your body goes through, AG1 can lend a helping hand. Now I have this stuff in my shopping cart as we speak and I'm most looking forward to a few things. First, I've been taking dozens of different supplements for years now and sometimes 10 different powders and pills from 10 different bottles can get a bit overwhelming. But AG1 offers simplicity. You can easily swap a single scoop of AG1 for a whole shelf of single ingredient products and be no worse for wear. And, by the way, you stand to save a whole lot of money switching from a boatload of products to just one. Trust me, because I've been down that path before. Secondly, AG1 is a portable product you can take with you on the go. I'm a huge believer in the benefits of creating good health habits, and the fact that you can take AG1 with you anywhere is an easy way to ensure you're getting the nutritional support you need each day, no matter where you're waking up. And I don't know about you guys, but I always tend to get pretty beat up by traveling, and unfortunately, I often find myself spending most of my vacations nursing a cold. Well, AG1's formula can offer the immune support you need to kick that cold to the curb or even avoid it in the first place and let you really enjoy yourself no matter how long you've been in an airport or an Uber. And the kicker is, all the ingredients in AG1 are highly bioavailable, meaning your body can actually absorb the nutrition you're giving it. And I can't tell you how many times I've run into this issue of poor absorption and how bad you feel realizing that the only thing that expensive supplement you bought did was burn a hole in your wallet. With AG1, you have a nutritional insurance policy based on the latest scientific research, which is big for me, all for less than $3 a day. And if you don't believe me, AG1 has over 7,000 five-star reviews on their site to help point you in the right direction. So it's time to reclaim your health with just one scoop of AG1 a day. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com emerging. Again, that's athleticgreens.com emerging, E-M-E-R-G-I-N-G 
to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hey, Wrigley fam, Kat Garcia here. You may remember me from my days working with y'all at the ballpark before I became a full-time baseball writer. Well, I'm here to tell you that now I'm back and I've started a new podcast too. It's called Grab a Drink with Kat Garcia. Since I left to pursue my career in sports journalism, I've met so many incredible journalists and media members, even some outside of the scope of sports. And all of these folks are people whose work you already read or may be familiar with. And one of my favorite things about working in this industry has been hearing all of the great advice, lessons learned, and the sometimes downright hilarious stories that have been swapped over drinks with all sorts of incredible journalists and people. And oftentimes I wish that our audiences were around for these truly authentic, fun, and sometimes candidly booze-infused conversations. So I decided I'm bringing them to you in podcast form. Join me for Grab a Drink with Kat Garcia, where I sit down with some of your favorite people in sports and journalism, like Lawrence Holmes, Scott Merkin, Maddie Lee, and Brett Taylor, just to name a few, to show you what life in sports and journalism is really like. So pour yourself a tall one or grab a hot coffee and join us. Grab a Drink with Kat Garcia is available now on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow the show on Twitter for updates, info on past episodes, and more at at grabadrink underscore pod. Cheers and happy listening. Club 400 Ballpark Lager is a beer for all nine innings. Take me out to the ball game. This crisp, easy drinking lager is perfect for a summer day amongst the bricks and ivy. Crafted at Crystal Lake Brewing, this beer is clean and refreshing with minimal bitterness so that you can celebrate a W in style. From Club 400, Cubs fans helping Cub fans, this baseball brew can be found at most places that sell beer in Northwest Illinois or from Crystal Lake Brewing. Beer master Ryan Clooney. Enjoy a beer or six pack today and please remember to drink responsibly. Reboots, reunions, reruns, no matter where you turn, everyone is going back to revisit Nostalgic TV. Join us on a journey back in the day as we look at your favorite Black 90s sitcoms like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, A Different World, Living Single, and Moesha. We break down a new sitcom and episode per week, discuss why the show was relevant at the time and still holds up today, discuss its impact, and laugh at how different things were back in the day or how they stayed the same. Check out Back in the Day with Tanya and Cheryl now on your favorite podcast app and come on a 90s Black sitcom journey with us. Now, Jordan, my son, always says that I'm bougie because, you know, I don't listen to um, uh, like rap. I listen to like Kendrick Lamar, I love, but I won't listen to the hardcore okay. stuff and all that stuff like that. So, you know, he calls me bougie all the time. But I was on your page one day when we became friends and I realized, oh. my God, I think he is more urban than I am. Listen to the music you listen to and he's <laughs> supporting you. Uh, and I was just taken aback by that because for whatever reason, I just didn't put you in that box. So tell me about uh, your love for music and you know what are you what are you listening to now what do you like because it is definitely not what i expected okay um so i'm a little I, i'm honestly i'm into a little bit of everything growing up uh 
mom and pops played more like rockish, you know, Nirvana, um, Beatles, Rolling Stones, um, and also like freestyle and house. It's like Debbie Deb, Lil Susie, um, stuff like that. And then, you know, moving to this, uh, to Midway Gage Park, that's when I met like most of like, you know, my other friends. Um, they listen a lot of rap, uh, Nas, Biggie, Pac, Eminem, you know, pretty much like all the bigger names. So I vibe with that. Growing up, playing a lot of video games, you know, they got those little funky little tunes. So I, I geared more into like EDM type stuff. Attended a couple festivals, a couple concerts. Um, so honestly, like everything, country is not my biggest side though. I'm okay with country, but it's not exactly my favorite. Like I will listen to, and this is not a bad thing because I, I love Sinatra um, and stuff like that. But yeah, I'll, listen, I'll definitely listen to Sinatra before I listen to like, uh, shoot, I don't know, a Sam Hunt. He's country, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the country's, country's not my biggest topic. It's okay. I can vibe with it, but it's not going to be like, hey, right. throw some of that on, you know? Now, what I like about you and our group is that, uh, as you, people are already here, you, you're you're very different from, we're all in our groups, we're all, group, we're all different. But just like you are now, you come to the meetings, hat on backwards, laid back. Like, you bring this different energy to the supervisor space. And uh, you're very, very real. Like you, I think I messaged you one time. You made a comment on a post um, <laughs> that I would never say, but you can get away with it. You can say it. You're, like, young. You're, like, you know, you're fresh and hip and new. You can say it. I would be... Oh my God, did Frank say that? And I think I messaged you. I'm like, wow. And you're like, hey, I'm real. And I like that about you. What keeps you grounded? What keeps you staying real? What keeps you not caring about what people think about you? Um, I think it's my upbringing, man. Um, quite frankly, it's, uh, I mean, like I said, when I was younger, I was a heavier set kid. I got messed with a little bit bullied for that. Um, just because I had some weight on me. Um, one thing about a big kid, you know, you, you can hit that kid as hard as possible. He's not going to feel it because he's got extra meat on him, you know. Um, so I changed my body. I lost that weight. I'm a little bit in better shape than I am now, right? So it, it, it got to a point where people will never understand where you came from. People don't know the struggles you go through at your home or, you know, with your personal relationships, whether it's friends, um, spouse, significant other, whatever that may be. So in my head, it's like, why am I going to let you or anybody else dictate the way I am? You know, I come in, like you said, I come into work, hat backwards, laid back, you know, just chilling. That's a supervisor meeting. Um, and with my staff, I'm goofy too. But when it comes down to being in front of the fans, I, I get professional really quick just because, you know, I understand that's like our occupation. But why am I going to be in work mode 24-7? Why am I going to consistently... Um, being the set ready to kill, you know, who I got, I got a messed up mindset, but it's like, who do I got to impress? But my own self, you know, I represent myself when I walk into the building. If you look at me and go ill or Ooh, personally, I don't care. Like that doesn't matter to me. If you hear the things I say and it offends you, I'll listen to what you're saying. Um, but most of the time it's just, I don't care, <laughs> you know? I'm respectful in that sense. You know, if, if I understand that if you tell me your side of the story and this is where I hit a nerve, okay, cool. You know, like I get that, you know, I apologize in that sense, 
but I'm not going to let anybody or anyone dictate the way I, I feel, the way I am, and the way I go about my day. You know, it's just I'm here to I'm here to live a good life. I'm here to chill. I'm here to have a good time, make some friends. You know, um, and whether you vibe with me or not, that's that's you know honestly up to you. Now you brought up several times about you know being younger and being uh, somewhat a larger size kid. Um, what what was did something happen or what clicked in your head to say you know what I'm gonna lose all this weight? Like what what started that process and how was it? What, what did that look like? Um, I guess just wanted to keep up. I played a lot of basketball, a lot of baseball, and I realized, man, I'm not catching up to these kids. I can't, I can't run that fast. I can't run that long. I went when I went to St. Lawrence. I tried out for the basketball team freshman year, and I didn't make it because when we were doing our 16s, we we're running back and forth. I was I was heaving, uh, breathe like you know, like heaving and wheezing. So it was rough. Um, you know, I lost a lot, a lot of weight when I was like 19, 18, 19, 20 ish. But it was bad weight. It was uh, being very, being very thin. So I became self-conscious about that. You know, my my physique was like bony almost, and my cheekbone showed. So I came uh, self-conscious like that, gained more weight. Um, about 22, 23 is when I uh, I started looking into CPD. Um, went for the physical, failed the physical, went to LA Fitness. To get myself a membership, get myself in shape. They told me you need a trainer. I said I took I took like Michael Jordan like Michael Jordan said I took uh, I took that personal. <laughs> um, I trained myself. I worked myself out, and it, it kind of like revamped my mind like to the point where it's just like yo I could do this. Um, and I don't mean be a CPD. I mean I can change my body. I can change my own body, and and within changing my own body, I change my mind. You know. Like quite literally, you know, I, I became more focused. I realized, you know, CPD ain't it for me. Just quite frankly, it's not. It's not going to be my thing. Okay, all right. Uh, now, I obviously I'm the complete opposite of that. I have been skinny like all my life, and uh, uh, and I'm not not bragging, but I've just, I've just been that way. And I've always been, not always been. Sometimes I'm self conscious when I was younger, uh, but at my age uh -huh. now, I'm 43, going on 44. My age now, now I don't care anymore. Like now, you know, I like. But I am. I don't really care about it at all. Uh, although I am going on a cruise in January with uh, with my son, and I want to be able to, to keep up with him, who is working out all the time. So, uh, but it's not like a major thing. Uh, but I know there are people that are listening that are you know probably can relate to what you're saying, or you know about losing the weight, gaining the weight, losing the weight, gaining the weight. Uh, so it's good for them to hear somebody else's story uh, that you have there. Now, do you have any siblings? I have one little sister. Yes, I do. Now, is she going to be come to a Cubs game, or has she been there already? Is she a Cubs fan? Are you molding her into one? What's going on with that? Uh, I, I don't think she cares. <laughs> I want her to come. She enjoys the experience. You know, she enjoys the, the, the essence of coming to a game, you know, and, uh, you know, just kind of vibing with the fans, you know, whether it's going to be with her boyfriend, friends, family, me. So she enjoys it. Um, does she care about a team? I'm not, I'm not quite sure. I know she had a couple of Cubs hats. I think she has a Cubs jersey, so we're gonna go with she's a Cubs fan. Um, but that's all her own choice too, you know. But I would love for her to come to a game. I tried to actually get her to work with us, and she was like, "There's no way I'm taking that trek." <laughs> cool, understandable. You know, she's outside too. She still uh, she still stays in the back of the yards. 
So how long is your ride? If you are taking the train, you know, it depends. CTA could be funny, especially once you hit the red line. You never know what could happen. <laughs> the people are interesting. We'll just go with that. On the train, maybe hour, hour 20. Um, driving, again, depending on traffic, anywhere between 30 and an hour. And, you know, forbid there's a soccer game or good old Kenny Chesney playing at Soldier's Field. Yeah. Um, it will go hour and a half, two hours. I've gotten caught in Soldier Field traffic, and it's not fun. Now, do you do anything besides the Cubs, employment-wise, or just the Cubs? Um, not as of right now. Uh, for a while, I was a personal trainer. Um, as of last tell me, season. Now, now, tell me, now, tell me about that. That's 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 something new. Tell me about that. How, how did that start? Um, well, it stemmed off the CPD situation. Uh, I went for CPD, went to LA Fitness. Um, they said I needed a trainer, so I can't lose the weight. Like I said, I took exception to that. Um, decided to train myself, mold myself. And I became stronger. I became thinner, um, both by dieting and working out. Um, and I, that's what I decided. Like, yo, I could I could train people. So I went and I got my certification from ISSA um, to be a licensed trainer or certified trainer, rather. Um, got my CPR certification, went into LA Fitness, started off as a personal training counselor, which I sold training to people, not to train with me, but to train with one of our trainers. Um, did that for a year and a half or so, maybe a little bit less, not quite sure. That timeline's a little bit funky. Um, I decided I did not like being a salesman, quite frankly. Um, not for a company that I cannot control my rates and my timeline of training and, and all the contracts. I, I had no control over it, so I didn't like that too, too much. I didn't agree with it. Um, but I did enjoy training, so I asked them to move over to the other side. Um, developed a large client basis. Because uh, the people enjoyed me, and what I come to find out is a lot of people don't want exact. They, they want structure, but at the same time, they kind of just want someone to, you know, talk to while they're training. Um, and I like to think I helped a lot of people out in that sense, uh, changed a lot of lives. Uh, you know, whether it was just talking to them or fixing minor, slight, you know, imbalances in their body. So what are your, because you're fairly young compared to me especially, what are, what are your um, uh, career goals or plans for the future? What, what, what are, your, what's, are, are you, are you just figuring out now? Like, where are you at? I'll be, I'll be real honest with you. Um, I, I am clueless sometimes. I, I have no clue. I have things that I want to do. Um, quite frankly, I enjoy managing. Um, I enjoy being a general manager at my ice rink. If I can figure out a way to turn that full time, by all means, I will. Um, and it's not for the sense of having power over people and controlling what they do and where they go. Um, it's just, I genuinely feel like I have a great connection with people. I know how to vibe with people. I mean, the, the number of people who dislike me versus, you know, enjoy my being are, you know, weighs heavily. You know, I'd like to think a lot of people actually, um, vibe with me and, you know, like me in that sense. So I, I think people hear my voice and they hear, the, they hear the way I talk to them and the way I instruct them. And I think they're perfectly fine with it. You know, you, and I have no problem with getting down and dirty with people. I mean, I, I do the work. Even at the rink, I build the rink with the guys. I break down the rink with the guys. I will hop on the ice with the guys. I will hop behind the register, clean skates, whatever it may be. Um, 
So I would like to find a spot general managing or being a manager somewhere, um, just running something. I would like to have my own business, potentially open my own bar at some point in my life because residual income is where it's at. Um, and I, I see the way my dad gets, you know, he walks into a bar that of the guy he knows and how the guy reacts and how he treats his customers. And it's just, it looks fun. And it's also a nice way to put money in your pocket, you know? Okay. So I always let my guests uh, at the end uh, ask me a question. You have one question for me. What's your one question for Frank? Let's see what you got here. What do you got? Ooh, ooh, <laughs> that's hard. I feel like that's been asked a lot. So I'm not going to ask you that. Wait, what? I'm just curious. What, what, what were you saying? What, what was it going to be? Oh, yeah, I get it all the time. Yeah, ask me another question. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, no, real, real quick, are you a ballpark food fan? Like, do you enjoy the food there? Because you're in the 1914 Club. So I'm just, I love the brisket, by the way. Whenever I, so full disclosure, if I ever have, yeah. whenever I have friends in the ballpark or whenever I go to 1914, I do every year, I recommend the brisket. I think the brisket there is amazing. I go there every year, by the way, September, 1914 Club, so you'll see me. Me and Jordan go there. Love the brisket. But uh, do you enjoy the ballpark food there? I'll tell you like this, man. As simple as it is, it's a hot dog. Got to go with the glizzy at all times. Um, for anybody who don't know what a glizzy is, because I get that question a lot. For, I know, like, we're youngins. A glizzy is a hot dog. <laughs> uh, but I'll tell you like this. I don't eat hot dogs throughout the off season. And maybe a month of working with the Cubs, I... I have a lot more than I'm uh, comfortable talking about. To be honest with you, so oh, I gotta I go agree. with the hot dog. Quite, you know, play. I agree. I hate, I hate hot dog. Yeah. I, hate, I hate most things that sell make me feel during the off season. But when the season starts, I'm eating yeah. all the time. So I, I'm in the same boat. Yeah, yeah. My, our our organs, our intestines are probably ruined because of it. Oh yeah, all right. um, yeah. It is what it is. <laughs> all right. So what's your, what's your uh, question for me? Let's see what you got. Let's work for any organization. Uh, which one would it be? You know, besides Cubs and outside, let's go outside Chicago. Let's go outside Illinois. Where would you be at? Uh, so, if I had to, so ultimately, I prefer just to be my own boss. But if I had to work for another company, it's going to sound really, really weird. But I've always had a dream to work for the WWE wrestling. Like, I've always wanted to be not a wrestler, but a part of the business side of it. Uh, I'm just infatuated with it. I was a child, Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior and all that good stuff. Um, I've always wanted a job somewhere behind the scenes because they travel around the world. They do wrestling has a bigger fan base than most people realize. Like their WrestleMania once a year can outdraw the Super Bowl sometimes. Matter of fact, it's gotten so big that it's like two days now. Uh, so I've and I talked about this to Michael Galloway all the time because they sent me. Um, I signed up years ago for. Um, job information so i get emails all the time when they're hiring when they need something that fits my resume <laughs> but i'm not okay. looking for them but i think it's gonna be odd but wrestling i would love to work behind the scenes for the wwe i bet you didn't expect that at all did you that's just like a shock isn't it <laughs> oh man that would be awesome though that would be great yes i, I love mean, wrestling we get the opportunity you know we don't we're not supposed to toss them but you know we get the opportunity hey how you doing to like some players every now and then or you know some you know yeah. higher up some bigger people but imagine saying what's up to The Rock and him yeah, giving you a fist, shatter your fist. That would be cool. Yeah. 
Matter of fact, there were two wrestlers at the Dead concert for AEW because they were in town. So, um, okay, yeah, been some there. But yes, that's that's my thing. If I can work uh, anywhere for anybody, that's and I'm not my own boss, which I prefer to invest to have my own stuff. But if I have to work for somebody else, it would be the WWE. But I will say this though: if you ever get a company, I would definitely come work for you. So you just let me know. I appreciate that. Um, all right, so uh, that wasn't so bad, was it? That wasn't bad, was it? No, that was smooth, man. That was chill. That was very, uh, it was fun, actually. And the time flew by, and I didn't get to ask all my questions. But uh, we will have more time to talk in person. Uh, again, I will be in the 1914 Club in September. Uh, me and Jordan go every year. Uh, okay. Great down there. I am, I eat everything. I don't, I make my money's worth. Uh, I eat everything. Okay. Uh, I used to get tickets on stuff up for like $100 when it's September. And I used to go eat everything. So, but uh, thank you, uh, uh, sir. And thank you all for uh, listening. If you're listening or if you're on Patreon and you're watching, uh, thank you all for supporting uh, Mistaken Identity. And we'll catch you all on the next episode. Thank you very much, sir. Of course, Frank. Enjoyed it, man. That was fun. <laughs> Hey guys, if you're hearing my voice here again, that means we've reached the end of the show. It's that time again for all the thank yous and special messages and disclaimers, you know, all the stuff you really tune in for each week. A big thank you yet again to all of our supporters who not only continue to tune into our show, but take the time to hit the like button, write reviews, and share our content on social media. It all really helps us grow our audience. Our Patreon page continues to thrive as well as we're working not only on the podcast, but the Roku channel and the book club and on and on and on. If you'd like to be a part of that expanding Mistaken Identity experience, follow the link in our show notes to our Patreon page or go to patreon.com and search Mistaken Identity Podcast for all the ways you can sign up to access this multitude of additional content. Mistaken Identity is also now a part of the Unconfined Network, which is a home to many podcasts whose hosts have met inside the walls of Wrigley Field. Check out the network's other show offerings. Head to unconfinednetwork.com. That's all one word, unconfinednetwork.com, to view all of our shows and their catalogs. Shouts out to Frank Walker, Jesse Graham, and Jordan Burks for their continued efforts both in front and behind the scenes to keep Mistaken Identity rolling along every week. And of course, we can't leave without our disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely our own, and we do not speak for or on behalf of the Chicago Cubs or any other organization. This is Joe Flaherty from the Mistaken Identity Podcast saying stay safe, and we'll catch you next time beyond the ballpark. Hey, it's Frank from the Mistaken Identity Beyond the Ballpark podcast. Listen, I get so many messages, emails, phone calls about investing because I talk about it so much on this show that I can't respond to them all. But what I've decided to do is do a class on Patreon for all of our supporters in two categories. For those that are 40 and under and those that are 40 and older because investing is different based on your age. I get asked, Frank, what is an NFT that these young folks are talking about? What is cryptocurrency? Or I hear about Frank, 
Is it time to readjust my 401k? What's the best life insurance to get? What about life insurance that has living benefits? Or the big one, I just got a raise at my job, it's 2%, but inflation is 7%. Did I really get a loss? I have also noticed a trend. A lot of parents and or grandparents are starting to understand that the cost of college is skyrocketing. And they know that it is better to invest when your child is younger as opposed to later on. And I've recently been talking about how I have gotten some real estate and some stocks and some other investments into Jordan's name that he is taking care of if something were to ever happen to me. I'll break all of that down, how I did that, how you leave stuff to your children or loved ones in the will and all that good stuff on these investing sessions. Talking about all that and more on our Patreon page every week. Go and get it, patreon.com slash mistaken identity podcast. Let's get investing and generational wealth together.